This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. Ladies by Laura Harvey. Camden High Street, 1903. such an exciting meeting. Oh, I'm thrilled to join your association. Shh, child, the first rule of the Edwardian Ladies' Sanitary Association is... Do not talk about the Edwardian Ladies' Sanitary Association. Oh, but Innes, it's so marvellous to have a distraction from the relentless needlework. Be that as it may, we have to keep up a respectable public front in order to have our campaign taken seriously. Ladies needing to urinate and do the other when in public is serious. Uh, Eloise, please, do not talk of it so bluntly. What did I just say? Apologies. Uh, I find it hard to follow complicated instructions. You, you must use code words designed to convey meaning, but at the same time avoid an attack of the vapours. Right. So, instead of urinate, I would say... Unmentionable. And instead of the other, I would say... Unmentionable. <laughs> I see. Inez, I currently have some unmentionable urges on account of the refreshments served at our meeting. The tea and the punch in particular. Uh, you're getting there, Eloise. Uh, the trick is less graphic detail and more misleading nuance. <laughs> no, Inez... I need to go. My corset is squeezing me in the most unhelpful of places. Uh, think how useful our proposed ladies' water closet would be for Camden High Street. Oh, all I can think of is lots of running water. Drains. Gutters. Pumps. Yes, yes, all right, Eloise. Oh, look, look. Swinkins Pie and Meat Emporium. We'll ask here. Good ladies, how may I be of service to you this morning? Pies, beef, pigs, miscellaneous meats. Good man. Uh, we are here after something quite unmentionable. Miscellaneous meats it is. Uh, sir, I'm afraid you misunderstand. Hold the giblets, boy. Yes, madam. We need to use your facilities. Oh, I don't know about that, madam. I can't have middle-class ladies in here using me meat grinder willy-nilly. It's set a dangerous precedent. No, sir. But all in here wanting to go after that. The St Pancras Ladies Decoupage Society. Women for the Moral Betterment of Camden Town. Even the Guild of Local Prostitutes. I can't have them using me sausage maker. I have enough trouble with the decoupage lot as it is. Oh. Your friend doesn't sound well. Here, she's not ate one of me pies, has she? Is it your stomach, love? It is not her stomach, sir. It's my... my... my arm! My arm is fit to burst! <laughs> your, your arm? What is it? Look, look, I'll do this pheasant for three shillings if you get out of my shop in the next minute. Deal! <laughs> Come, Eloise, let's leave. Oh, here, Eloise, carry this pheasant to distract yourself. <laughs> Mr Stone, am I disturbing you? I am working on the St Pancras Gazette's latest searing headline piece. It has taken me literally minutes of journalistic endeavour. Oh, I'll return at a more appropriate time. Nonsense, come in. Your gentle female presence will lighten the mood while I falsify my supporting references. What's the story this time, sir? Another Ripper Returns? Almost. It's Ripper Returns, poor to blame. <laughs> Shield your eyes from the papers on my desk. They contain grim depictions of murder most foul. A sight that would cause you to faint outright. I am a seasoned journalist, sir. I've covered many stories about moral deportment and... Oh, God. Is that a tongue? Oh, God. What brings you here, Miss Dawkins? 
I I've come from the presses. We need to review the stories to cover in the Gazette next month. I think another healthy sermon of Ripper Terror should do it. It has been over ten years since the last Ripper slaying, sir. <laughs> what are the other news of the day? There are plans to open another match factory in Camden Town. Moral standards are at an all-time low, and our paper's campaign to drive prostitution from the area is proving somewhat unsuccessful. Drivel, Miss Dawkins! I uh, checked last night, and the number of prostitutes was down to single digits. I thought those were all fine stories, Mr. Stone. You hired me as a journalist. I hired you as our first lady journalist. Oh. The paper was attracting ill feeling due to its unflinching and uncompromising coverage of the women's suffrage movement. Blasted ladies have unsurprisingly harebrained ideas. One of our better headlines. I'm bored, sir. My last piece was on the nature of the office canteen luncheon meet. Yes, a disturbing expose. At least let me report on the local council meeting tomorrow. No, 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 I'm not sure, Miss Dawkins. I am a respected figure on the town council. After handsome bribe, I was recently elected as chair of their moral purity committee. I can't send any old reporter. Please? I promise I'll leave your office immediately if you say yes. Oh, very well, Miss Dawkins. You may report on the meeting. Thank you, sir. Please remain composed while representing our paper. I won't let you down, sir. I've never been so thrilled. Excitement addles the brain. <laughs> Inners, please. We've tried every butcher and merchant on this high street. Not so much as a chamber pot. Oh, oh I'm about to burst. Can't I just go in that alley there? Absolutely not. Ladies of our standing do not frequent alleys. I simply have to. Think of your reputation. You're 23. You only have two marriageable years left. <laughs> but there are no ladies' conveniences and I can't ruin my skirts. This should teach you to wear more absorbent clothing in future. <sighs> I'm going in. Oh. For goodness sake! Oh. Oh, Eloise, in the name of all that is good and proper, I'm coming in after you for your own protection. Oh, 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 the mercy of illicit relief. Oh. Oh. Eloise, I hope you now see why it is that you'll never marry. <laughs> Order! Order! I hereby call this meeting of the St Pancras London Vestry to order. Chairman the Right Honourable Edward Pinner presiding. Oh, thank you, Colin. <clears throat> Before we proceed, I see that there is someone in the public gallery. Announce yourself, man. I, gentlemen, am Tilda Dawkins from the St Pancras Gazette. Oh, oh I see. See, you appear to be a lady. Yes, sir. Tell me, girl, how did you get in here? It's a public gallery. So you're saying you just walked in? Yes, it was no trouble. I simply dressed as a young page boy, bribed the doorman, and then hid in that crate of council records and was carried in by an unwitting orderly, whereupon I waited until a room was clear, removed my disguise, and climbed up here to the gallery. No trouble at all. <laughs> That is standard procedure for getting into the public gallery, sir. Oh, very well. <clears throat> well, you're here now, girl, and we're already running behind, which is a terrible sin. So, I will not have you thrown out. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> Item one. Our poorly planned roads and the ensuing bloody traffic accidents. Uh, Councilman Smith, what make you of the reports? I conclude the roads were not built in a Christian manner. Oh, so you're saying this is the fault of atheists? That is my conclusion, sir. Good, good. Yeah, glad to have that cleared up. <laughs> Item two. A request from the Edwardian ladies... Sanitary Association for a female public convenience to be built on Park Street. Oh. 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 Sir, oh. if I may, I 
think this proposal is both brave and bold. To date, women's public conveniences are already established in the cities of Nottingham and Glasgow and other such cosmopolitan destinations. Yes, child, and we must stop the rot from spreading to London town. Sirs, there is nothing shameful about women needing to... about women wanting relief. For disgusting, unladylike urges. <laughs> Sir, there is nothing disgusting about... Uh, urination, defecation, <laughs> these are the things of men. No, sir. <laughs> urination, defec... Defec... <laughs> oh, God! Oh. She's fainted. Order, order. Proposal. Denied. What reason shall I note? Uh, the proposed site for the convenience. Park Street is a busy thoroughfare. It would be very dangerous to build a water closet there. Actually, sir, it is one of our safest roads, with the lowest incidence of horse or car-related crushing. Rubbish. It's a death trap. As chairman, I refuse this proposal to prevent any harm coming to the general public. Now, item three. Our plans to build more dangerously flammable match factories. <laughs> Mr. Stone, you wanted to see me? Yes, Miss Dawkins, come in. I want to talk about your visit to the St Pancras Vestry Council. Oh. Is there anything you want to tell me? Yes, sir. I, uh, I, I like your waistcoat. Is that rabbit fur? Baby rabbit fur, yes. Stop stalling, child. Spit it out. I fainted. I fainted on the job. Oh, I'm so ashamed. I did warn you about this, Miss Dawkins. I promise I'm up to the job, sir. Well, why don't you just write a nice report about springtime? Or the relaxing joys of childbirth? Please. <laughs> Please don't tell the other reporters. They'll make fun of me. Last time, they left smelling salts on my desk. William Turnbull put a rotting pig's kidney on my chair. Methinks he's smitten with you. <laughs> Sir, please. This paper can no longer ignore women's needs, or we risk looking as out-of-date and populist as the Islington Herald. Ah, oh, blasted muckrag! How I envy their monthly sales. <laughs> I've heard that the Edwardian Ladies' Sanitary Association are holding an emergency meeting at Swinkin's Pie Shop later today. They plan to discuss their proposal for a ladies' convenience on Park Street. I see. Sir? Yes, Miss Dawkins. You may go. Oh, thank you, sir. I'll be sure to prove myself. You won't regret this. Thank you for joining me in this meeting of the Edwardian Ladies' Sanitary Association. Uh, Eloise, please let the record show this is a special joint meeting with our esteemed Pierre Maslotti Arnold from the Working Women's Union of Factory Girls, Prostitutes and Ne'er-do-wells, <laughs> who joins us in our fight for equal sanitation. Noted, Ines. Can I ask why we're holding the meeting at the pie shop instead of in your drawing room? I don't want her to know where I live. Oh, I'm a pickpocket, not a burglar. Oh, I'm sure no offence was intended. Some offence was intended. <laughs> Look, can we get on with this? I have it on good faith that our letter proposing a women's convenience on Park Street was read at the council meeting. We await further instruction from the council in due course. Due course? Equality can't wait! Now, now. What's going on here, ladies? I don't want no trouble in me pie shop. What is this? You're not a splinter group of the St Pancras Ladies' Deku Pie Society, are you? Because if you are, you're all barred. No! We're here in the name of equal sanitation! Quiet, woman! Oh, equal sanitation? Is that what I think it is? I will not have this vile filth going on in my shop. Get out of the lot of you. We refuse to leave your miserable shop on the grounds of gender equality. Oh, God, she's a suffragette. I'll chain myself here until you grow bored of the sight of me. You two, shackle me onto this table. 
She carries shackles with her, Inez. What a true activist. Shackles! I, I told you the underclasses were oversexed. Vault me in! <laughs> Let's leave, Eloise. Hold on a minute. You're going nowhere until all these pies have been paid for. I, sir, have paid for my pie. What about the two pies your friend nicked? Oh, didn't nick no pies. You can't prove anything. I am not paying for her pies. Well, then, looks like you're staying a while. Good sir, ladies, I'm Tilda Dawkins from the St Pancras Gazette. Would one of you care to give me a quote? Oh, I don't want to gossip about my shop in the Gazette. It's no better than the Herald. The Gazette is an esteemed journal, sir. Yes, I've seen the centrefold this month. More teeth than Miss April, I'll give you that. <laughs> you can only stay in Miss shop if you buy something. Oh, well, in that case, I'll have that. The giblet platter coming up. Attention, attention, Mom. We're here fighting for equal sanitation. Do not talk about the Edwardian Ladies' Sanitary Association. There you are, Miss. Giblet surprise. I'll just get you some bread to soak up the intestinal juices. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Would anyone like to tell me what this is all about? It's about privies, latrines and water closets. Oh! <sighs> Fainted before I could even give her a quote. Useless! She's out proper cold. I thought female journalists were supposed to be hardy. Yes, to prepare themselves for a life without marriage. <laughs> Should we move the body before someone notices? Too late. What have you done to the lady journalist? I can't have this. Oh, she's fainting. It was your vile plate of giblets that did it. Nonsense. That's our most popular dish. I'm leaving. Come, Eloise. You can't leave her body slumped in my shop. Take it with you. And I'll wave the tea pies. No, sir. I am middle class. We dispose of our dead. We do not carry them round with us like fleshy suitcases. <laughs> she ain't dead. I can see drool. Eloise, we're leaving. Oh. Yes, Inez. Oh, no, you don't. Oi, fetch the police. Ah, oh, Councilman Smith, thank you for joining me in my chambers. We must uh, discuss the pressing issues presented at today's council meeting. These ladies and their blasted convenience. It's becoming harder and harder to ignore the growing requests from women's groups. Mm, we do suffer with suffrage. <laughs> very, very good, sir. Huh? Would you like me to mark that down in the minutes as a joke? Or a, or a quip? Well, how about a pithy remark? Mm. No, no, no. What we need to do is find a way to refuse this proposal without the appearance of widespread institutionalised chauvinism. Well, at the vestry meeting you said that the proposed location was a dangerous thoroughfare. Can't we leave it at that? I don't think so. What we need to do is secure the outrage of the public against this convenience. We need to start by raising concerns about moral standards. How about a serial killer scare? Ah. Ladies' water closet used as serial killer's den. Mm. <laughs> or we could say there was a considerable risk of the convenience being used as a pagan temple. <laughs> Very good. Two foremost public concerns, draw and God. Though we are missing the third G of societal fear and shame. Is it gingivitis, sir? No, Colin. Gingivitis is a badge of honour worn by those who still have their teeth. <laughs> the third G is girls. Prostitutes. Oh, oh I see. Serial killer prostitutes use ladies' public convenience as pagan temples. Quite! <laughs> How to proceed, sir? Ah, well, first, we bribe the local constabulary into raiding brothels, thus causing great public concern about moral standards. One of you at this here pie shop summon the police assistance? What have we here, then? Hmm? Freedom for women! Oh, I see. Got a suffrage yet, have you? <laughs> no one mentioned that when I was summoned. Would have come with all the necessary equipment, you see. Your batons, your chain cutters, your feeding tubes, etc. This your shop, sir? This is a simple theft, officer. 
These ladies have stolen and disposed of at least two pies and caused a commotion. How dare you? We are being held captive. I'm not. I chained myself up in protest. I must say I am very confused. I see two lovely well-to-do ladies here in the presence of this ruffian suffragette chained to the table and, well, my suspicions are peaked. You're talking about me? Yes, that's right, ma'am. That dead body at your feet then? Nah, just unconscious. Looks dead to me, love. Now, which of you ladies is being held captive? I am. Me too. Oh, please don't tell my mother about this. Or my governess. Right, right. (laughs) Just the two of you kidnapped. Good. So it looks like what we've got here is a partial kidnapping. Uh, What? Let me finish, sir. A partial kidnapping and a pie theft. What about the body? You can't leave that in my shop. Oh, yes. <laughs> well remembered, sir. Oh, can't leave the body off me list. Oh, they'd have their fun with me back at the station. You saved me from a serious jock in there, sir. Whoa. So, what we've got here is a partial kidnapping, pie theft, and a brutal murder. She ain't dead. Hello, anyone? <sighs> now, partial kidnapping is a bugger to get through the courts, so... Shall we say, sir, that if I reprimand your pie thief, you'll let these two nice ladies go? Oh, I suppose so. Oh, finally! Right, now, looking at all the evidence, weighing things up impartially, like, I think the perpetrator to the pie theft and the brutal murder is... the suffragette! What? Oh, this is a travesty! She ain't dead! She fainted in her head! I didn't murder nobody! Just someone tell him. Honestly, nothing. I left them alone for a few minutes, and when I came back, last from the local paper was on the floor. Local paper? Yeah, she was here on some story about... About uh... nothing. Nothing. We do not know this woman. Liars. Filthy liars. We were here to discuss... Quiet, Eloise. We were here for some pie and uh, needlework. We saw none of the events next to us unfold. I can only assume your assumptions are correct. Oh, but it is. Shh. Liars! Right then. Mom, if you could uh, unchain yourself from the table, I'll get on with the arrest. Oh, I'm innocent. Stop struggling, Mom. Let go of me. Oh, Inez, this feels so wrong. Uh, ladies, you two are free to go. Oh, thank you, officer. Traitors! Come, Eloise. <laughs> Finally. Got her in the cuffs. No! Let's get you to the station, then. <sighs> Sir, I trust you'll find your situation resolved. Here, what am I supposed to do with the body? Uh... <laughs> Eloise, will you stop crying your socialist tears on my chaise long? They are traitors' tears, Inez. We lied. We lied to the police. Well, we could hardly tell the truth, could we? That we were in the pie shop consorting with that ruffian about water closets. And then the weak stomach journalist arrived and promptly fainted at the sight of some giblets. I bet that we'd have looked quite mad. But now Lottie's in prison. Where she belongs. Charged with Tilda's attempted murder and for silencing the press. She's probably having a whale of a time in prison. The free meals, the structure, meeting people with similar interests. Oh, she'll be fine. I'm not sure that that... Eloise, our Edwardian prison system is renowned for its humanity. (laughs) Any inmates like it so much, they stay in there until death. Well, she's probably taking one of the close harmony singing classes right now. My conscience can't take it. It's that sort of talk that would have had us both outed as equal sanitation activists. It is. I don't think you're as committed to the cause as you say you are. Independent thought is dangerous for people like you, Eloise. Prove to me your commitment to the ladies' public convenience on Park Street. Or what? I'll tell all your friends you're not busy with a crochet project at all and that you spend your time with me trying to get water closets built. You wouldn't dare. Try me. I have only my questionable social status and a china doll collection to lose. Nonsense. Nonsense, child. You're all bluff. Well, 
What if I let people know you relieved yourself in a public alley with me like a common gutter snipe? I do not know what you are talking about. Yes, you do. On Camden High Street, we were trying to find a convenience for me after I consumed all that punch. I had to make use of a nearby alley and you came with me. A lady of my standing does not frequent alleys. Oh, but you did. You came with me and told me I disgusted you, then you had to relieve yourself just as I did. Messily and all over your shoes. Well, the, the, the sound of you going made me want to go. I can't be held accountable. You can't prove a thing. I know all about your monogrammed undergarments and how your suede shoes got ruined. Oh, very well, Eloise. If you keep this to yourself, I'll go to the next council meeting. I'll sit in the grubby public gallery catching lights from the thieves and misfits and fight for our lady's convenience. Fantastic! <laughs> what? It appears you are marginally brighter than I thought. Thank you. <laughs> Inez, if we had been arrested, do you think I'd have been allowed to join the prison close harmony singing choir? <laughs> Ah, Councilman Smith, what progress of our plan? Well, it's proving rather difficult to galvanise the police for this brothel raid. If I didn't know better, I'd say they had a vested interest in leaving prostitutes unarrested. Did you appeal to their sense of public duty and honour? Yes, sir. And did you bribe them? Handsomely, sir. What, only the once? Yes, sir. Well, do it again! Brilliant, sir. You was being very thorough when I interrupted you, wasn't you, sir? Probing research is the bedrock of English journalism. <laughs> Be that as it may, you're off to the station with the rest of these fornicators. Oh, I'm a very important man, sir. I have friends on the St Pancras Vestry. You are under arrest, sir, for acts of vile debauchery and incorrectly greeting an officer when interrupted mid-coitus. Excellent news of the brothel raid, Councilman Smith. Nothing makes me feel better than arrested prostitutes and an unbuilt lady's toilet. Yes, it went almost perfectly. Almost. Uh, are the public not suitably outraged? Oh, they're outraged, sir. There was, well, a bit of a snag. Huh? Persons present at the brothel we had not anticipated. Oh. Clergy. <laughs> Government. Worse, press. Oh. St Pancras Gazette editor Hobart Stowe. Blast! Mm, we probably shouldn't have taken that substantial donation from him last month, should we? Or elected him onto our Moral Purity Committee. <laughs> Camden lock-up for the unworthy and unchristian. Welcome to reception. How can I help you, sir? Gin-addled murder? Outbreak of scarlet fever? Missing pearl button on a waistcoat. Officer Wilkins, is it? Yeah, I'm Councilman Colin Smith from the St Pancras Vestry. I made a handsome donation last week, following which you and your sergeant made the completely unrelated decision to raid local brothels. Oh, yes, I remember you. In your vigilance to arrest the many despicable women of the night and their filthy-handed customers, you arrested a fine and decent man. Now languishing in your lockup. Reverend Peters is as guilty as a lot of them. <laughs> Dirty bastard. No, man. Hobart Stone, editor in chief of the St Pancras Gazette. Hobart Stone? He's the vilest of the lot. I can't even say what we caught him doing. Shock of it would kill you outright. I see. Mm. On an unrelated note, I would like to make this lump sum donation to your fine work here at Camden Police Station. Oh. Let's see. 
One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, ten. Two, three, four, so, fifteen. Uh, this is a matter of extreme importance. The very fabric of our society hangs in the balance. You must release Mr. Stone. I'm not sure I can do that, sir. He's a high-profile prisoner, and it looks like less than 30 guineas you've given me here. I mean, that'd be fine for a peasant or some such, but a nobleman like Mr. Stone... Be reasonable, man. We're low on funds. We spend most on your bri... Uh, we spent most of it on your... I mean, your donation last week. <laughs> There's no negotiations on prices, I'm afraid. One, two, three, four, five... Twenty-five. Can I at least see him? I suppose you can see him. Sarge is on a break. You'll have to be quick, mind. Follow me to the cells. Freedom for women! As you can see, Councilman, we're a bit busy tonight. Between the suffragette here, the brothel dwellers, I barely had a moment's peace. None of your concern, woman. Uh, Mr. Stone, you've got a visitor. It's Colin Smith from the council. Thank you, officer. You've got five minutes. Oh, Colin, thank God you're here. Get word to the St Pancras Gazette. The local constabulary are hopelessly inept. Not only was I arrested under false pretenses, they are immune to my attempts to bribe my way out. This is front page stuff. That's not quite the approach I was going to suggest we take, sir. Oh? I thought a general hushing up of the whole matter... Nonsense! Get yourself to the Gazette and tell them their editor-in-chief has been the victim of a miscarriage of justice. Have them go straight to the press. I really don't think I can do that, sir. We must keep all events of tonight as quiet as possible. Uh, can I suggest you stay here a while until we gather sufficient funds for your release? Have you taken leave of your senses? Conditions here are ghastly. These cells are not divided by class, for a start. I share a bunk with someone who has never learned Latin. <laughs> Collectively, my cellmates have eight teeth. That's a source of pride, that is, mister. I've got four of them. Yeah, I can't help you, Stone. I've only 25 guineas for them, and they won't release you for that. You must remain here for a few weeks while we cover this up. I'll be dead from the cholera by then. Time's up. It's just until this lady's convenience is dead and buried, then you can get out and print your story. Don't silence the press! We have the right to lie as often and as loudly as we like! Quiet, you! Right, Councilman, time's up. Come on. But I... Traitor! Sorry, Hobart, there's, there's nothing I can do. I just don't have enough to free you. You have enough to free me. What? You have enough to free me! 25 guineas is the going rate for freeing a peasant. She's right on that one, sir. Why on earth would I free you, woman? The Edwardian Ladies' Sanitary Association mean anything to ya? Oh. <laughs> what know you of the Edwardian Ladies' Sanitary Association? <laughs> Oh, I never thought I'd smell these glorious streets again. <sighs> I think that's sewage. <laughs> All right, I got you your freedom. Tell me what you know. I know the Sanitary Association is trying to get a lady's convenience built on Park Street. <laughs> I know you lot don't want that to happen, and I know how to stop them. You need someone on the street? I've got info, like. What do you have in mind? First phase, one. We lull them into a full sense of security, feed them some information, then BAM! <laughs> we hit them with phase two. Meet me tomorrow morning on the stroke of 11, in the alley next to Swinkin's Pie Shop. Wait, 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 let me, let me get this done. Uh, um. Eleven. Mm -hmm. Alley. Mm -hmm. Pie shop. Bring me the vestry ledger and all you got on the Gazette editor, Hobart Stone.
Eloise, are you sure this is right? Yes, Inez. Lottie said to meet her here, in the alley next to the pie shop, on the stroke of midday. I see. And did she specify that the alley would smell of fish heads and mortal sin? I think it was implied. Well, she had better hurry. It's midday now. I can't believe they let her out of jail. Good morning, ladies. You got me message, I say? Yes. Eloise informs me you've some information that could prove vital to our campaign. Not that I trust a word from your toothless mouth. I want that lady's privy built as much as you do. Plus, I expect to be paid for this information. Business is business, like. Oh, of course. Uh, I have the money here. Uh, well, let's hear it then. The brothel raid last night? Well, the police caught none other than Hobart Stone. Hobart's a big donor to the St Pancras vestry. Bribes, payoffs, plus... He were elected to their Moral Purity Committee last month. Now that we could use. Do you have proof? I got last year's vestry ledger. The Moral Purity Committee members list and a pair of monogrammed undergarments he left at the brothel. Perfect! <laughs> I hereby call this meeting of the St Pancras London Vestry to order. Chairman, the Right Honourable Edward Pinner presiding. Thank you. Uh, can we have a roll call from the gallery? Announce yourselves. Innes Quigley, Chairwoman of the Edwardian Ladies Sanitary Association. Oh. I am here with my associate, Eloise Tennyson. Very well. Item one. The ongoing proposal for a women's public convenience on Park Street. Now, I would like my original argument noted again for the record. Park Street is a busy thoroughfare and it will be dangerous to build a convenience there. Further, after the recent shocking brothel raid, public support for a lady's convenience is at an all-time low. Hypocrites! Fools! Madam, your behaviour is unseemly. A woman throwing insults is like a woman with a pistol. Disturbing and arousing in equal measures. Eh? <laughs> no, Colleen. Dangerous and unseemly. Have you any evidence for your aspersions, madam? Yes, I do. I have it on good authority that your council is funded by none other than Hobart Stone, the filth baron of Fleet Street caught in your recent brothel raid. Uh, I am... Um, uh, Eloise, Eloise, pass me the evidence. Yeah. I have here, sirs, your ledger from 1902, showing multiple payments from Mr. Stone. I note these donations all came shortly before major changes in policy decisions. <laughs> lies! All lies! <laughs> Colin, stop writing this in the minutes. <laughs> Sir, there is a payment here for 160 guineas on the 3rd of January 1902, which was followed by a decision to make three of Mr. Stone's biggest expenses tax-deductible. Paper, ink, and French mistresses. <laughs> Mere coincidence. <laughs> what of Mr. Stone's election to this council's moral purity committee? I will not seek to defending the council against these preposterous lies. Build our convenience on Park Street, and we will keep the scandal of Mr. Stone confined to this room. Oh, blackmail, madam. I prefer information management, Chairman. Shall I mark this as checkmate in the minutes? Oh, shut up, Colleen. Good lady, scandal or no scandal, I can't possibly get funding to build your convenience. With public support this low, there would be widespread civil unrest. I see. Hmm. Gentlemen, what would you say if I asked you to simply build a model of our convenience from wood and have it in the proposed location on Park Street? 
for what purpose? It will prove, gentlemen, that the site is not as dangerous a traffic spot as you suggest. Oh, the public will still be outraged, madam. That might actually work in your favour. Hmm? A mock lady's convenience would distract attention from this council's inability to control prostitution in Camden. Oh, that's actually a good point, sir. Plus, it would be cheaper to build than the real thing. And Hobart Stone's private life stays in this room. We'd have time to de-elect him from the Moral Purity Committee, sir. Yeah. Um, proposal for a model of your lady's convenience to be constructed on Park Street is approved. <laughs> who, who is this, Colin? Uh, this is Lottie, uh, <laughs> the ruffian I told you about. She's assisting us with our plan. Lottie, mm -hmm. this is the Right Honourable Edward Pinner, St Pancras Vestry Chell. A pleasure, like. Yeah. Can we hurry this up? Someone will notice us in this sordid alley. It's getting busy out there. Aye, crowds gathering on Park Street to look at that pretend lady's water closet you lot built. Now. Did you do what I asked? Yes, I gave you evidence on Hobart Stone and I've got your money ready for it. all this is done. Plus you bribed the cab and cart drivers. Handsomely. Why? All part of phase two of the plan, sir. Which is? <laughs> phase one meant lulling the Edwardian Ladies Sanitary Association into a false sense of security. Now... See the wooden privy out there? Yes. Oh, right. Well... Once a crowd has gathered, I'll dash out into the road a-screaming and a-caterwauling like. Thought I'd go for a suffragette thing, really scare the horses. <laughs> Thus, driving traffic straight into your privy. I can have it flattened in ten minutes. Perfect. The council can never be forced to approve it if we show the location to be truly dangerous. Inspired, Colin. That's what the bribe is for. Just to be sure the local carts and cars will swerve into it. <laughs> right then, uh, I'm going to get in position out there. Gents, a pleasure doing business. See you here afterwards for me fee. Break a leg. <laughs> <sighs> How long must I stand in this fetid alley, Colin? Not long, sir. Just until Lottie has started her disruption of the traffic. Then we can slip onto Park Street unnoticed. Amongst the crowd of underfed paupers. Yes, sir. <sighs> I do not share your faith in this ruffian, Colin. She's as bloodthirsty as she is toothless, sir. Trust me. If there's one thing she can do, it's cause a scene. That wooden privy will perish like an underage chimney sweep. Very well, Colin, but, but, but what if she divulges the detail of our subterfuge? I don't trust her one bit. I paid one of the cart drivers extra to ensure that she's completely flattened, along with six bystanders and the lady's convenience. Uh, uh, murder, Colin? Yes, sir. <laughs> Council Charter, Section 3-4 stroke on public highways. A thoroughfare shall only be considered dangerous enough for the attention of the council if it has resulted in seven simultaneous deaths or more. Oh, Inez, it's so beautiful. Just look at our model convenience. One small step for women, one giant gushing leap for their bladders. <laughs> Who would have thought all of Camden would be here on Park Street today to admire our progress? Try and contain your girlish outbursts, Eloise. More than one a day is quite tiring for those of us with, with an earshot of you. This is the proudest day of my life. Oh, that I can believe. Oh, excuse me, Mrs Quigley, Mrs Tennyson, Tilda from the St Pancras Gazette. You might remember me. I'm here to report on your, well, this. Can you give me a quote? The council has built this wooden model of a lady's convenience here on Park Street to test feasibility for a permanent convenience. We feel the warm glow of sanitary equality within our reach. Oh, look. Look what a crowd has gathered. 
How do you think the public will react to your mock ladies' convenience? With the predictable fury you would expect from a gaggle of underwash bag thieves and chimney sweeps. I'll put tentatively optimistic. <laughs> what in God's name? The traffic! It's gone wild! What scared the horses? Right, fair women! Oh, By that scheming ragamuffin. Oh, so freedom for women! Oh, no. oh, such carnage! I count at least five bodies. Six, if you include the horse. I make it seven. Really? Seven officially makes it news. I must capture this for the Gazette from a safe distance. Over there. Good day. Our masterpiece. Destroyed. I could kill that ruffian suffragette. <laughs> oh well, no need. <laughs> Come, Eloise. Oh, Inez, I don't know how I can go on. Our convenience. Our campaign. Eloise, what have I told you about crying? Oh, that it's only appropriate when you want to manipulate someone. Exactly, and you can't manipulate me. I am smarter than you, and you have nothing I want. How can you be so calm? Are you not angry? Devastated? Eloise, let me tell you the secret of composure. Swift and brutal revenge. I don't follow. Look at me. This is my revenge face. <laughs> While my features are arranged thus, my brain is busy working on plans for brutal justice. But that's what you always look like. Precisely. <laughs> so you're saying you have a plan? I have my suspicions the council was involved in the Park Street debacle. But how to prove it? That is our challenge. To start with, I have these. Public minutes of the last three years of vestry meetings. Look what appears as a running theme. Public highway. Indeed. I think that part might be of interest to the St Pancras Gazette. I don't follow. I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> but what about the proof the vestry was involved in the destruction of our convenience? And the deaths of all those crushed? The bodies? The lifeless, unidentified bodies? Yes, yes, you're right. Unidentified bodies. Inez? Eloise, I I've had an idea. I think you and I should go on another of our expeditions to the local morgue after we drop these council minutes off at the St Pancras Gazette. Oh, yes, Inez, yes. This campaign has been a great gift to me. I have grown to love our time together. At first, I thought your stern and brusque exterior was a shield for your insecurities and fear of growing old and unattractive. <laughs> but now I realise it is armour in your fight for gender equality. <laughs> Why are you making your revenge face at me? <laughs> Mrs. Quigley, Miss Tennyson, what a surprise to see you at the Gazette. Eloise and I have something for you which may be of interest to you, Miss Dawkins. A comprehensive set of minutes from the St Pancras Vestry meetings. Um, thank you. I'll have a look at them later. I'm working on my first front page article for the Gazette. With Mr. Stone under arrest for debauchery, we need to lead with a strong story, this issue. Editor-in-chief revealed to be a pervert to the surprise of no one. <laughs> I was thinking traffic horror on Park Street leaves well-to-do onlookers severely flustered, plus seven dead. <laughs> How much have you written? Um, Let me see. You've barely three paragraphs. Oh, I can't write a jot. Those three paragraphs are from a love poem William Turnbull gave me. Oh. I've never seen sausage used as a verb before. <laughs> um, 
Why don't you take a look at the council notes? I think you'll find them quite fascinating. Well, I suppose I could take a look. Oh. Look at this. Complaints about public highways dating back three years. These minutes are filled with promises of road improvement. Uh, the vestry did have that pothole on the high street filled last year. Yes, with the people who fell in it. <laughs> That's it. My front page story. I can cover the Park Street tragedy with a focus on the disastrous state of our public roads and highways. Look here. These minutes date back to 1899. They've been discussing improvements since then and nothing's been done. And now seven people lie dead. I'm glad we could be of use to you, Miss Dawkins. I'll have the cartoonist sketch out some crushed wreck victims for illustrative purposes. What do you think? On a scale of backstreet dentist to industrial mangle accident. Oh, it's chilly in here. Aye, that's morgues for you, miss. It's something we morgue attendants call the icy touch of death. <laughs> Little jokes keep the humours up like. Yes, I, I imagine the days fly by. <laughs> oh, yes. Working here gives you a healthy perspective on time, ma'am. <laughs> no one appreciates life like a morgue attendant. We're a cheerful people. <laughs> Tell a lot of jokes. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> so, who was it you're here to visit? We have come to identify one of the bodies from the Park Street tragedy. We believe she may be an acquaintance of ours who has no kin. Lottie Arnold. Oh, now that is good of you. The display room's just over here. They're all in there. Uh, the female body's the one at the end. So you just go right on down. Oh, Inez. I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> I'm at the other side of this door if you ladies need me. Sincere condolences. Uh, mind the drains on the floor. Oh. Ah, here we are. Female body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Ah, I'd recognise that smirk anywhere. <laughs> I think that's rigor mortis. <laughs> Will you tell me what we're doing here, Inez? We are searching for clues of council involvement, Eloise. I am certain of three things. One, that Lottie's ragged and dirty appearance will have meant her body was not fully checked. Two, she'll have resorted to her own tricks on the day she died. And thirdly... She had a last-minute change of heart and left us a vital clue, perhaps somewhere hidden about her person. No. Thirdly, that you would say something idiotic. Let's get searching. I found uh, three loose buttons and a tooth. I have a pie crust. Oh, that's my grandmother's brooch. And my pocket watch. So I was right. She was thieving right up until the end. What about this wallet stuffed in her undergarments? Let's, let's see. Um, well, well, well. It appears we have our smoking gun. Whose is it? Councilman Colin Smith's <gasps> proof. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Carnage on Park Street. Council responsible. Extra. One nobleman loses his hat in the presence of a lady on Park Street. Plus seven crushed to death. St. Pancras Vestry to blame. Extra, extra, read all about it. Order, order for this emergency meeting of the St. Pancras Vestry, I'll minute. Oh, thank you, Colin. Um, this is a matter of utmost emergency. I trust you have seen the papers. Bloody mess on Park Street leaves seven dead. Council responsible. Hmm. I'm not sure we can stem this torrent of bad press with snobbery and denial alone. Well, I agree. <laughs> Drastic action may be required. Ahem, uh ahem, uh gentlemen. Yes, madam. Are you not going to take a roll call from the public gallery? Oh, very well. Announce yourselves. I, Inners Quigley, 
I'm here to represent the Edwardian Ladies Sanitary Association, along with my associate Eloise Tennyson. We're here for revenge and equality. Yes, all right, Eloise. You woman are an enemy of this council. The Edwardian Ladies Sanitary Association has been a thorn in our side from its inception. Plus, it is very difficult to say in a hurry. <laughs> Be that as it may, Chairman, we are here to stay. Are you ready to hear our proposal? Oh, proceed. This vestry will build the ladies' convenient on Park Street. Never! A ladies' toilet isn't much by way of a public apology. Sir, you either build the convenience or we go public with our findings. What findings, madam? Our findings, sir. That the St Pancras Vestry engineered the events on Park Street for their own purposes, leaving seven dead and some members of the middle classes downright unsettled. Oh, preposterous! <laughs> Poppycock! Councilman Smith, is this not your wallet? Why, why, yes, yes, I've been looking for that. This wallet, sir, was found on the body of Lottie Arnold, the renowned thief who instigated the commotion on Park Street, proving she had contact with Councilman Smith on the day she died. I don't know the woman. She could have stolen that from me at any point without me even knowing. She was only out of jail for one day before she died. Further, inside the wallet is a note written in your hand with directions to her favourite alley at 11am the day before the Park Street Massacre. No. Proof that you were colluding with her. That could be anyone's handwriting. It matches all the council meeting minutes. Ah. Mm. <laughs> Sir, I think we may have a problem. Yes. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> Look on the bright side, gentlemen. Once our convenience is built, without further interference from this council or the late Lottie Arnold, I am confident traffic at that location will miraculously improve. Yes? An improvement you could claim demonstrates this council's problems and public highways and roads have been resolved. Aha. I must congratulate you, Mrs. Quigley. That was an impressive piece of manipulation worthy of Caesar himself. I imagine Caesar never had to carry a chamber pot about with him for emergencies. Colin, make a note in the minutes that the vestry made many long deliberations regarding the proposal for a lady's convenience on Park Street and eventually decided that the convenience shall be built for the public good. Very well, sir. Uh, shall I add something about us also deciding upon some road improvement works? Unspecified road improvement works, yes. Oh, Inez, we did it! It's so beautiful. Look at it. Our convenience in bricks and mortar here on Park Street. Are you not overjoyed? Elated? Enthusiasm comes more easily to those with low intellect. Oh, I'm just so thrilled! Quite. <laughs> Mrs Quigley, Ms Tennyson, would you be prepared to give the St Pancras Gazette a quote regarding your success here on Park Street? The warm glow of sanitary equality shines here on Park Street. I'm ecstatic. We are moderately pleased. <laughs> right, right. I I'll work both of those into my story. And what's next for the Edwardian Ladies' Sanitary Association? Thankfully, a change in leadership. With me at the helm, the world is our chamber pot. <laughs> you? Yes, me. I'm told my enthusiasm is infectious. Like tuberculosis, quite suffocating. <laughs> and what will you be moving on to, Mrs Quigley? Local government. I am running for a seat on the St Pancras Vestry. Fantastic news! Can you tell the Gazette readers about your proposed policies? Certainly. Free etiquette lessons for the underprivileged, whether they like it or not. Fireproofing at all match factories. And a lady's convenience on every high street! <laughs> Listening to Ladies by Laura Harvey, 
with Alison Stedman as Innes, Jessica Dennis as Eloise, Sarah Whitehouse as Tilda, Jeffrey Whitehead as Councillor Smith, Stephen Critchlow as the Pie Shop Man and Hobart, David Timpson as Edward, Rachel Atkins as Lottie, Adam Hall as Officer Wilkins, Paperboy and Morgue Attendant, and live sound effects performed by Jessica Bowles. Ladies was sound designed by Izzy Newbury and recorded and edited by Tashari King with lighting and technical support from Gareth Brown. It was produced by Marielle Runacre-Temple and directed by Cherry Cookson. Ladies is a wireless theatre production and was recorded live at the Lion and Unicorn Theatre in London with thanks to Autograph Sound for the equipment. Visit wirelesstheatre.co.uk for more downloads.